Welcome to the deep dive. How are you, Mr. Smith? I'm very good. We're back into the original format, back into the reviews. We just did a preview with Beyond the Game. Beyond the Game continuing on a Wednesday night at this stage at 7.30. Check out on Beyond the Game TV Facebook. Massive thanks to our sponsors at Hobster Home. You're enjoying a a craft beer there. Not one of theirs, but a a lovely sort of two bays brewing from uh, Mornington. Mornington, yeah. A gluten-free pale ale. It's, you thought you'd crack it gluten free. Uh, yeah, thought I'd try something different, and it's quite tasty. It's good. Uh, a little bit different. Uh, the first sip takes a little bit while you go, hang on, that's, that's a little bit different, but after that, it just becomes like another beer. We nice. should tell the Hobster Home guys to include something like that in there. That'd be cool, because I think, yeah, there's definitely some pretty interesting stuff that's uh, that's not completely uh, uh, dangerous for celiacs. Massive, no, exactly. uh, and it's very craft. Exactly. Oh. Very craft. It's craft, it's good. So thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, the reviews are coming out later in the week, I know, but we will um, see whether we can do them potentially earlier in the week. At the moment, we are sort of stuck doing them on the Wednesday nights, but we're looking at potentially doing them a bit earlier in the week. I uh, really appreciate the support and listening. Uh, any rating or reviewing you can do would be fantastic. Basically, basically the uh, iTunes algorithm works uh, not just via uh, listening numbers, it's also under review. So if you can just flick us a review, that would be fantastic. Um, you can tell us to get stuff, but just give us five stars. Whatever you, I don't really mind what you write. Yeah, five stars. Well, don't write any abusive. Don't write stars, abusive stuff. That's up. too bad because then they take the review down. But there's yeah. something funny, and then and then five stars. Because I I hate it appealing for this, but it, it makes a massive difference because then it pushes it up the charts and it gets into the. the and it's yeah. standard practice if you do a podcast. Well, everyone says it, but it also we should say it more regularly. But it, it does add. It makes it a lot easier for people to find the podcast. Um, because basically then by that happening, it pumps it up the charts, but then on top of it, it, it puts it on other pages and whatever. So that's a bit of dribble around. And we uh, would be very appreciative of it. It'd be good. It would um, be good. That would be good. That's, I think, pretty much all the housekeeping. We won't be going into the AFLW Grand Final, so we did that. We did a slightly longer uh, preview episode, which I will put up this week, uh, partially with Beyond the Game, um, just because there's you know nine games to talk about, and we don't really want to want to sort of put it into the review episode. If we're going to do it into either of them, we just chuck it into the preview. But that was good fun. Um, it was yeah. If you're wanting to hear a chat about the um, the grand final, we went into it for at least 15, 20 minutes and had a pretty good discussion around it. Um, and yeah, obviously that was mainly looking at the round upcoming. Um, this is looking at the round that was in round two. Heaps to discuss. Um, some pretty interesting results. The upsets continue. Let's um, the very let's get bizarre into it. start to twenty nineteen has yeah. continued, and that's going to be, I think, very much like a big part of the discussion tonight. Is that there's there's obviously you know a lot of teams that were expected to be terrible um, that have kind of been quite good, and then some teams that were expected to be good to look terrible. So and lots in between. Yes. So without further ado, uh, that's going to be the fastest we've ever gotten into the games. But I think we, we know that there's a fair bit to talk about. So There is a fair bit to talk about. Um, and it all started almost Thursday a week night. ago. Yeah. So Thursday night, we had Richmond versus the Pies. Uh, 66 to 110. Pies by 44 points. Very convincing winners. I'll be the first to admit, I didn't think Rants out was going to be a big difference. Not this much, no. Not this much. And it just looked like his leadership, his sort of uh, understanding of the Richmond defensive structure and, and just being able big to um, corral all his teammates to be in the right spot at the right time was missing. And then obviously, Collingwood got their mojo back from round one where they looked a little bit lost and weren't really hitting targets and took advantage of that quite convincingly yeah. I don't think Richmond played 
too badly. I just think there's at the moment a big gap, or a bit of a gap, I should say, not a big gap, a bit of a gap between the um, depth of list mm. and just the quality of personnel that are, were on the mid on the field. Obviously, no uh, no rants. Still missing Caddy. Still missing Grig. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyone's kidding, they, anyone's, yeah. everyone's kidding themselves if they believe that there's nothing wrong with Dusty. He looks underdone. He's either well, no tackles this year so yeah. far. Yeah, so he's either got a, a injury complaint or he didn't do a proper preseason. There's something not something's quite going right on there. Yet, well, we're clearly so. not being told the whole story. No, I but mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> other than that, Collingwood looked fantastic. They look like they're very hungry, uh, as good as they looked since grand final. Pendles had a blind. Uh, and they just look very well drilled. They obviously definitely playing for bucks and his system, and they believe in it. And they yeah, well, they made each other a lot year, of fun. Yeah. And and yeah, they just look they look super for me. They, they look, look like the same team. team. Yeah, but the, uh, again, just a little bit better. better yeah. yeah, because obviously they haven't got as many injuries, and they got some stars back and a recruit or two back. They look really, really good, and I think um, they're going to be very, very hard to beat for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, I, they definitely miss Rance, without a doubt, but I think they definitely miss Hooley as much as Rance. That run and carry out of halfback, uh, and, you know, my check was really clever at times, and this was clearly an instruction to drag Vloston uh, up the ground. Like, they, they were really good at spreading Richmond's defence, um, which they, you know, suspected would be a little bit holy given uh, what... Um, Swiss cheese sort of style, given what was had happened in terms of Hawley and Rance, Rance coming yeah, out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they were, they were, yeah, look, clearly we'll obviously get into Collingwood, but in terms of Richmond, um, you know, obviously terrible scenario with uh, Jack Rewalt being injured uh, as well. Uh, I was really surprised on the coverage how little was talked about it. It effectively meant that they had a serious uh, less target up forward for pretty much the entire game. Uh, I was you know, I was really so shocked that this was not talked about more on the coverage. Um, he was obviously not good. I know he stayed out there, but he was clearly not good. He was constantly holding his hand. Uh, he was having to ruck a lot of the time as well. Uh, yeah, I mean this was a pretty this was a pretty disappointing situation for Richmond because he's obviously he's still their number one forward. Um, you know Lynch tried pretty hard, but with that injury he was pretty useless out there. In some respects, it might have been better had he gone off. But look, it was such a big game. Um, you know, I think they thought, well, maybe you know, Rewalt can kind of assist Nankervis and then Nankervis can go up forward or whatever. But it, it just didn't work. No. He's just not he's not that good of a player, unfortunately. But it is what it is. But yeah, clearly, clear deficiencies down back. Um, yeah, they're really going to have to rally, and then particularly this week with Grimes out as well, having been suspended, it's probably going to get even worse, which we talked a little bit about in the preview. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I I see what you're saying. I mean. I, I, I agree. I didn't think it would be as bad, but I think a big part of it is Collingwood uh, are very good at oh, exposing Richmond's deficiencies. I think they're as good as anyone at it, um, and I don't see it getting as bad as that and, against some teams. And Collingwood also play a brand of football that can counteract what Richmond do, so yeah. they can actually go toe-to-toe with Richmond. And look, I don't know whether Hardwick... Uh, he, is trying some different stuff. Um, obviously, it's very early in the season. We're not really going to be able to get into too much detail, as we said, from day dot until round sort of five, six. Yeah. We'll get a much better indication. It's so Look, early as well. I yeah. think uh, Richmond is still a very quali- high-quality team. They've got enough depth to, to cover most bases. Obviously, 
some of the players that we've already mentioned, Branton, uh, Rewalt in particular, mm. Hawley to a lesser degree, Grigg to a lesser degree, and Caddy to a lesser degree. I think they miss Hawley as much as they miss Rance. Oh, he brings that run and carry, as, you, if you, as you've mentioned. And I, I, for, I completely forgot he, he wasn't in, in the game, so uh, sorry about that. But yeah, he's massive out. Those types of players that can break he's, lines is I, unbelievable. Well, and he possibly should have been... He was my Smith. reason for wanting to tip Collingwood. I stupidly in the end just thought, oh, well, I'll roll the dice one more time. But I I, I think he's a massive out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, huge, huge um, game for for the Tigs. Uh, definitely. Oh, sorry. Was a huge game for the Tigs. Yeah. And sorry. <laughs> going, back, going back, yeah, a while ago. Um, and Collingwood obviously just had to rebound from their uh, upset loss from round one and did so pretty emphatically in the end. Yeah. I think... Yeah, the Pies, you know, they look fitter as well at times throughout the game, which was a bit alarming, um, given early in the season it is. The Pies really drew the energy out of the team. They forced them to run and defend, and that, that just made it so much harder. I think the Pies just used space so much better. Uh, they, they really forced, defensively, they really forced uh, Richmond to kick quite short, um, which which made it quite difficult as well. Uh, forced a lot of errors. Um yeah, I, 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 there weren't too many negatives when it comes to the Pies. I think uh, Langdon looked fantastic. Uh, I think Darcy Moore was one of his best games I've seen him play, for sure. Uh, Pendles looked... It was one of the best Pendles games I've seen in a long time as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, I think Greenwood did a really good job on, on, uh, on Martin, but... Yeah, I mean, he wasn't very good. So that's the thing. Like, Yeah, I don't think he's 100%. It wasn't like Greenwood completely... Yeah, clearly there's, there's issues... Um, but yeah, Richmond were clearly off in terms of tackles. We spoke before about Martin, like you know, Richmond are way off when it comes to tackles. Um, seven Tigers had no tackles. Like that's that's, that's terrible. unheard of. Yeah, that's that's well, particularly with this game plan, as you say. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, th- this is the thing. I mean, ultimately, chasing in defense leaves less energy for offense. Uh, that was kind of what I took out of this game because there were, the amount of chasing that Richmond had to do meant that offensively they had they had far worse structures. Um, and they look gas when they were doing so. So yeah, that that's pretty much the summary of this game, really for me. What did you think? Did you did you have any other takeaways in terms of how they were able to nullify Richmond's game? No, not no, not not at all. I totally agree with what you've said, and it just it just um, another example of what a lot of people are saying that Collingwood have got not only probably the best midfield, mm. you've, they've obviously got the deepest midfield too. They can just rotate across so many lines at the moment. Uh, it's a very healthy list compared to last year. And then obviously the addition of Beams helps immensely, although he's still trying to adjust, I think. I think it's going to take him a little while. But Dugowie has obviously taken his game to another level, which makes it even more um, pressing for teams, mm. um, especially the defensive side of the team, to try and corral He's so explosive. He he's got such good um, game now. He's he's got a footy IQ that's right up there. Game and mouse. He, game mouse. Yeah, he's got a game mouse. Yes, he, he does. And then obviously, yeah, your Pendlebury's, your Trelaws, side bottoms. You've got Jamie Elliott back there now, who's 
He looks amazing. Amazing, uh, even if it's only for 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there. He's obviously got a lot of football to catch up on, but yeah, they just look um, far superior to anyone, not just Richmond at the moment, the Pies. I think they look as good as most teams, yeah. I think there's there's really only like a couple of teams, I would say. Oh, look, they're probably the best team in it, yeah. At the moment, I mean, obviously. They did just lose to Geelong, though, so this is the hard, hard, yeah. It's so early, we can't, yeah. Um, they won all the key indicators, obviously, uh, and you know, early on it looked not great. They had almost a record amount of marks as well. They were just so good at finding the gaps. Yeah, I think all the all the ball winners for the Pies pretty much dominated. I mean, I, I know look, side bottom had a, a good game. Uh, definitely got away with a couple of um, throws throughout the game, but yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but the Pies were just so much more efficient. And uh, as a result, it, it completely hurt them. But um, yeah, look, we're only a goal down at half time. There was that goal um, after the siren, which was good. But yeah, they, they, they were a little bit flattered to be in that position. Um, they were still a fair bit down at three quarter time and um, a fair way down at the very end. Uh, the game kind of got away with them in the end, which was um, a bit disappointing. But yeah, look, Troll looked fantastic. Um, you know, Dugowie looked amazing, obviously, kicking five. You know, we, we talked a lot about Dugowie. He obviously looks very, very elite. Um, yeah, Crisp is really good as well. Like that's the thing. I mean, it was a real team performance. You can't be disappointed with that. Cox, his accuracy probably could have been a little bit better, but yeah, he's normally not actually too bad. But two nowadays, but um, two goals, three is a little bit disappointing. But yeah, it could have been a lot worse had he uh, kicked straight. Um, and Matt Stevenson, I thought was good, um, presented pretty well. But they didn't really need to go in too much. They had so many targets. It, it's yeah, it's an incredible side now. Yeah, the beauty is uh, someone like. Um Stevenson can just be a role player. He can just ad- ad- adapt and adjust to being a full-time AFL player now that the pressure's off in the forward line a little bit with extra support from Elliot and Beams in particular, being a small forward, he can probably get a bit of time and exposure in the midfield. He just yeah. he just he just looks ready made for AFL even though that he's got a, light, a lean frame. He's just so elusive. Um, really understands the game, knows how to get into good positions to be attacking. Yeah, he's, he's a quality player. And, and we said it many times last year that the Pies just stuck to their guns and got an absolute bargain because he really should have gone top three. They're not really... Well, that's it, given the thing that happened. They're not really relying on Grundy to completely dominate as well. No, that's the other thing, too, that, that really helps. They're not relying on him to just completely smash it. Um, but, yeah, look, I think Cochin tried, but, yeah, look, they, they, they just don't have the defensive plugs to lock a team like Collingwood down. Um, Collingwood obviously have a, a serious amount of variety offensively and you need a very good defense to lock them down. Um, and I, I don't think any team has that defense at the moment. If you Whether or not they are the best team in the league, I don't think there is a defense in the game right now that can lock down Collingwood's I agree. Off- offensive line. Although all the cat supporters will say they're... They did. Well, round, they but, they did, yeah. but they didn't win by see, a lot. No, exactly. and, and and I know that happened in round one, but through the season, I'm confident no, I'm enough to say that I think that's going to be very oh, difficult. I, like, totally I think they're one of the, and they and they also played lights out football. Is that going to happen all the time in, in twelve weeks time? Well, that's the thing. Who knows? Anyway, so that's uh, a bit of a look at the game. Um, as you can imagine, obviously the the pie is far more efficient. 
Um, yeah, they won the contested, won uncontested comfortably. I mean, this is pretty ridiculous. 106 to 340 uncontested possessions. You don't see that number. That's that, crazy. That high very often. Uh, marks inside 50, 11 to 19. Uh, tackles inside 50, obviously terrible for the Tigers, 6 to 13. Inside 50s by a long way as well, 45 to 64. Yeah. So won them by a long way. Yeah, I mean... They control the game basically all day. They, they really should have been further ahead. They were very, very lucky to only... Richmond were lucky to be only be a goal down at half time. Like it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so that's that game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think in terms of game plans and stuff, I I think Collingwood have definitely shown they are extremely good at choking teams. Um, uh, they're they're really really good at outrunning teams as well, and just grinding them into the ground. Like they're just getting better and better at doing that. Um, I, I, it's we we have, we don't really want to talk too much kind of tactics and game plan stuff just yet because it is quite early in the season and it's, you need to see a bit more of a sample size before you can see what different teams are bringing to the table. But this was yeah, this was starting to become quite evident that if they can pull this off semi regular I mean, they did play very look. That was an incredible team effort. But yeah, if they can play even eighty five percent of this, they'll beat most teams. Yeah, I can't see too many teams pushing them at the moment. No, no they yeah, they, they, their structures are great. Their game plans, uh, elites. There's multiple of um, game plans. They're very flexible, well, adaptable it, yeah. to what's going on. They all seem to um, know each other's uh, running structures. Just very well drilled. Obviously, yeah. they've got multiple A graders and B graders there. They just yeah, obviously whatever Bucks had um, planted three or four years ago is coming to fruition in a big way and look don't want to talk too early but right now anything bar a premiership is going to be uh yeah, achievement well but that that's what happens when you lose a granny that that's yeah. really the reality of it uh sydney adelaide adelaide winning uh which we tipped we got this one uh sydney 62 to adelaide 88 uh, so the crows by 26 points up at the SCG last friday night uh, gee, the Swans got blown away pretty early. Quarter time score four five to one two. Um, they kind of brought it back a little bit, but then yeah, it was a pretty Very, kind of brief. It was a brief kind of run at it. Yeah, the Crows pretty much dominated or con- controlled Most this game, game for yeah. the majority of this game. And great pressure, great pressure. We we predicted that that was the type of game that it was going to be. Obviously, Sydney have got um, some concerns. And I think the biggest concern is where they kind of get leg speed. So, look, I, I'm not going to write them off because it's it's Sydney and too many people have written Sydney off at the early start and of the season. They, and they, yeah, they come off pitchforks. Um, but, look, they've constantly turned their, their um, season around, even if they've lost multiple games right at the start of the year. I'm just not convinced that they're going to be able to do it this year. It's a much more a much older team and it looks like the game has become so fast that I don't know where they're going to make up that that time and space considering how many senior players and um, 30 plus year olds they've got in their team at the moment not to say they're not skillful and not worthy of uh, playing at the elite level it's just the, the, the modern football is is a fast-paced game it's it's move, a quick ball yeah. movement quick leg speed outside run Obviously, the SCG is not a big ground, so they don't get that opportunity to really experience it like the the Victorian teams and the West Australian teams with those big, um, more open space grounds. But they really need to look at that and see how they can 
fix that gaping hole at the moment. This is just my opinion, and I think at the moment, uh, this year in particular, I don't see where they're going to get enough leg speed um, without bringing in too many young players, and then they lose experience, and we know what teams with less experience are like. They just don't know what to do as well, especially with less runners out in the field. But the Crows, they're starting to build, starting to believe um, in their capabilities again. I thought this was a really, really good game by them, and I think it was a sneak peek of what the Crows are actually really capable of. Really impressed by um, a young guy, uh, Milera? Milera? Milera. Yeah, everyone's. Uh, and uh, he's... <laughs> Pretty sure it's Milera. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think it's Milera as well. You just hear other people saying oh, okay. Milera. I don't know. Anyway, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Um, plays, <laughs> plays on the halfback, sometimes on the wing... He had a great game. I mean, he started to yeah. um, cement himself. We liked him last year. Too. Yeah, last year, the second half of the year, he started to cement himself. And he's my heat check. I thought he was uh, a really classy contributor for the Crows. And uh, look, I'm just going to bring up some of his stats. He had 22 touches. Uh, I think a, about seven or eight of them were... Oh, there we go. Six of them were contested. Went at 81% um, disposal efficiency, which is ideal. 50% um, split between kicks and handballs. Had six score involvements. Not bad for someone off the halfback line. He had mark, uh, six marks, five tackles, and two clearances, and three rebound 50s. Just the one clanger. So not a bad game for one of the less known players at the Crows. And I actually think he's a smoky to make all Australian this year. That's how good I think he's going to be it's pretty concerning Sydney um, starting so slow like this is the thing like that they, they were so slow to get off the mark and and to particularly for a home game with a good crowd like they they just were really slow to get going but yeah look the, it was but yeah it wasn't just this is the thing it wasn't just the the crows uh, defensive pressure as well it was also the the just ridiculous uh, just lethargism to their game. Like, it just, just it looked sort of just look off. I, I just think there's a real disconnect going on there. It's concerning. I mean, it's only been two games in, but I, I'm, yeah, it, it's early days. It's it's not looking great. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they, sorry, just to bump no, in. No, no, So, Sydney actually had more disposals than Adelaide. So, it's not like they're not getting the ball. It's just that they can't move it quick enough in transition to actually get it down to their four line and score. Yeah, and, and I, I still think they've got confusion as well as to yeah. how they want to structure up offensively. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, um, need Kurt Ticket back. The ticket, uh, absolutely. Not my ticket. If you haven't uh, caught on, no. that was a nickname I accidentally gave uh, <laughs> Kurt Tippett. You often uh, last give year nicknames and... that are not the names. But he's Kurt Ticket no. for us. Uh, <laughs> accuracy and feel by the Crows was really good as well. They were switched on around the whole ground. Um, that that made a big difference as well, and just in, just in terms of field kicking, I thought they were excellent throughout the day. Um, yeah, Sloane looks really. I mean, yeah, look, they they look good. Um, McVeigh. So this is something I want to talk about. So we we're going to go a little bit into this actually in the preview, and I forgot about it, but um, it doesn't really matter, I guess. Either way, we, we spoke on the preview. If you want to hear us talk about the new rules and rule interpretations and how over officiated. This round was by the umpires. Definitely check out the the preview because we go into it in that. We're not going to go into it so much in this. But something I forgot to mention, I wrote it in my notes for this game. So with the 50-meter rule, so with the the they don't want players getting in the way to slow down the, the player reaching his 
point of 50. Yeah. So that... Because what, what had happened in the past, I was explaining to this to someone yesterday. So the idea is that what players were doing were getting effectively, as you're not aware, getting in the way, slowing things down to get to that 50 meter point so that there was enough time to set up behind the ball. So they would slow... So if they, 50 meters, obviously no good. Let's quickly slow the player down, get in the way and make it... Length, make the length of run from where they were to the 50 point longer and give enough time to set up. Yeah. What's happening now? So, yeah, I, I get that that's, that's not ideal and you don't want that happening. So, McVeigh, uh, what, this was pointed out during the... I think one or two people saw this as well. I saw this during the game. McVeigh was trying to deliberately draw contact to bring up multiple 50s. So, obviously, he's played a fair few games. He's pretty smart. Played one I, too. I thought this was pretty funny because... Basically, what's happening now is if anyone gets in the way, and this has already happened, the umpire gives another fifty, yep. so they get a hundred meters. Um, McVeigh was basically running from side to side to try to draw contact with any players in order to try to bring it up. So I thought that was pretty funny. So definitely, listeners um, watching into round three, see whether you can pick up any more of this because I reckon this it, the, it's bloody smart players, by him players will exploit the rules, and uh, obviously. He knows that he's not that fast anymore, and he's going to take advantage of any opportunity he can get. So, look, if he can get away with it, why not? So, very, a very uh, good pick up there, and well done, uh, Mr. McVeigh. Yeah. So, I mean, look, it wasn't the greatest game, um, buddy. Yeah, buddy was okay. I mean, I think if he three hit, three he was good. But if, he, yeah. if he's given supply, he's still capable of tearing of course, a game apart. Yeah. yeah. This is not the list for that supply, I would argue. No, I don't a, think it's a big concern. Unfortunately, the the player that, or the couple of players that could give him the supply, he needs at his feet in um, Callum Mill, um, Mills. He needs support and, as well, though. Like he that's needs, what I mean. And yeah. um, Heaney, but they need to be up the midfield. They well, need to be the ones giving him the delivery. Because, and if that's the case, then they need Ronk and then Hayward to lift, and yeah. you know, Ronk, Ronk with one, and then Hayward with two. Um, Blakey's such a young player you can't expect him to be doing too much but anyway look it, it, it is what it is but yeah I mean Crouch both the Crouch boys looked fantastic as well I thought Jenkins was alright too thought Walker not from a forwards perspective but from a leadership perspective was quite good yeah it was a very Sydney style of game that's at least Sydney were able to try to get them at times to play their style of football which Really, I don't think he's amazing to watch. It wasn't the best game I've ever seen, but it was a very Sydney style of football at, at times. Uh, they did make it hard to score uh, through you know certain sections of the game, but yeah, it just it opened up too much. Yeah, I'd like to see Adelaide with a bit more confidence to take on their really attacking style for footy that they had the last two or yeah. two or three years ago, because I think that would absolutely dominate a, a Sydney team um, the way it currently looks. But Adelaide's, Adelaide's field kicking, I think, made a big difference. With such accuracy, it made it really difficult for uh, Sydney to really press it and, and close it down when they were so accurate in the field. I mean, that, that made it really difficult. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, stats, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll talk too much more. It wasn't Unless you've got some more pointers. I don't no, think no, it wasn't the most exciting game. It wasn't the most around. exciting game. And the, be- the, the clearly better team won on the night. Yeah, the stats don't really say a heap. I mean, obviously, Sydney got slightly more tackles. That's more their sort of style of game. Um, yeah, I mean, contested, uncontested, pretty similar. Where the game was won was Adelaide just being far more efficient and um, faster. That makes a big difference. And I think they're just about deeper in their midfield. 
makes it. Oh, makes absolutely. It, makes yeah. a big they got a better forward line yeah. and arguably their defense is superior as well. Going into a game that was uh, definitely even worse, um, into Essen. It wasn't the greatest of rounds. It gets better, but it didn't start so great. Uh, Essen versus the Saints. The Can first you it? note I wrote was standard low. That was pr- pretty. Yeah, my first note is I can't believe that the Saints are two and zero. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like it shows how bad Essendon are really. That, that the Saints. I mean, look, the Saints. Good on them. Good. So, you know, I feel for them. Obviously, with so many injuries and not doing so well, and you know, Sid, you know, the Sydney Saints have been down for so long, but it is very alarming that Essendon lost to St Kilda. Like they, they are not a good side. They made so many errors. Like they were doing okay through the centre of the ground. They couldn't hit the side of a barn for ages. Like, they were just... The, the accuracy was horrendous. Um, yeah, they should have won by a lot more. Ten, they finished with 10-16, so they weren't even close to going at 50%. No. Um, but, yeah, I, this was a horrendous game. So, obviously, we're going to talk pretty heavily around Essendon out of this game because that's the real story, which is a bit sad given that, you know, the Saints should get a bit of light. Well, should we start with the, let's start with the positives? Yeah, yeah we'll talk, start we'll with the Saints. Mean, well, well, on the surface, the Saints may not have the most skilled list. They're at least showing some heart, which we barely saw last year. And there's a bit of spirit there. And not much ticker. No, they, they, they're going to be in the fight. At least they're going to, if they're not going to win the game, they're going to be pressuring the other opposition and tackle hard. And that's obviously how they got over the line in round one. They were a much better team than Essen in this game, obviously. And I guess when you've got um, four or three or four jacks in your hand, you're, you're pretty handy win there. They were all pretty good, all the jacks. Yeah. I, I've, I've lost count. I think there's might, might be eight or nine or ten jacks on there. But look, yeah, I mean, I guess what what other positives you can get? <laughs> I'm just I'm struggling. It, no, look, I'll, it I'll... Would, because. <laughs> The skills were so deplorable. It wasn't very good. Gresham was good. Gresham was good. He's elite. Absolutely. I like Gresham. Yeah. And, and Sinclair and Lonnie, I thought, added some depth as well. There's there's some good signs. Oh, there's some good signs. I'm just trying to, from an actual game perspective... It's, it was a terrible I, game. I guess it's like trying to get some really good positive signs out of the AFLW Grand Final. I mean... Yeah, there was there was some very one good team positives. One team won and one it, team lost, but... Well, Carlton got pants. Yeah, yeah so, look, does this help... From a um, membership perspective for the Saints, Maybe. hopefully, hopefully they need they need it, and hopefully, hopefully um, yeah, and then yeah, it, it is more about how deplorable that's which we will get into. But yeah, I mean, Saints were playing an extra at stoppage as well, which which was good. I think structurally they they look good. They um, seem to have picked up on the new rules a lot better than some yeah. other teams as well. Yeah. They've really adjusted, which well, is funnily enough. Well, this is the thing. Like they should have been much further in front. It was just because they when they got a, there was eleven to six inside fifties, like within two seconds, like they were controlling the play. Um, it, 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 I mean, it did take 13 minutes for a major to happen. They were playing; both teams were playing extremely conservative. This is one of the most boring quarters I have ever seen. So the it was quarter, like, it was like old mate Ross Lyon was uh, back at the Saints. So it was it? it was zero two Essendon, and then uh, the Saints kicked two seven. So I mean, yeah. two majors at least there was two of them. Two of them. That's how bad it was. But seven behinds. So to see two goals from from a neutral perspective yeah. is is quite bad. And f- I guess the other positive is at this early stage, it looks like for the last two years the recruiting team at the Saints have drafted well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying they've they traded. I'm in, not saying they've well. traded well. They've 
Paddy McCartan's did... probably not the best pickup, but yeah. Oh, bit hasn't ha- played. A bit harsh. But they, but no, but they knew they no. Well, not really. That's the reality of it. He hasn't played. They they used a high Keeps getting concussions. No, no, no. But like the but yeah. No, I understand this. But the, well, hang on, hang on. There are other sides to it as well. Yeah, of course. They knew about his diabetes and they knew about how it would affect his training. There were a lot of clubs. No, hang on, just to be fair, there were a lot of clubs that that looked at McCartan and thought no. Nah. Oh, I so I, I to be fair, like I obviously I get that. He's constantly had his concussions and that hasn't helped, but the Saints have gone to the draft pretty poorly over the last five years. Oh, before years. that, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about I, the last two years. No, yeah, they've been yeah. yeah, they've been a bit better, yeah. I but think they the, definitely rolled the dice on some rubbish. Yeah. Oh, you gotta roll the dice. I think I think Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, There's yeah. Too, too many other so, yeah. too many other teams out there that have proven that I'm not can, trying to beat. I'm not trying to beat right. down on McCartan, but the reality is a Paddy because we should say Paddy because there is another one in Sydney. But ultimately, he, he he has done nothing though. To be fair, and might, yeah, he has. He might do a cruiser, come back like when he's thirty. Oh my cruiser! Yeah. <laughs> break, he still break a leg. Play. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, it is. It's, uh, it is. Look, it is I feel for absolutely. him. Yeah, disappointing and, uh, because they had a cosy years ago. The same thing. Which, yeah, and that's well. At least he got. Well, there's no way McCartan's getting to two hundred. Bloody no, cosy got to two hundred games. There's no way Old Mate's getting to two hundred. Get to two hundred. He got to two hundred games. That's yeah, amazing. His last game, I think, was his two hundredth game. That's a miracle. Um, I, it was some milestone. It was at least. Yeah. It was well over one fifty. I think you're right. I think you're right. No, I reckon he played two hundred games. Yeah, mate. If they could get McCartan, remember they played him in that last game just to get him up to the... And he, like, oh, that's was, right. they, they nursed him in that game. But didn't they... Weren't they allowed to have like an extra couple of players? It's just to hold him. <laughs> I don't know. Not quite. But yeah, I, know, yeah, I, but I definitely from, know what you're saying. Purely from a like, sport yeah. perspective, taking the, the, the emotion out of it, it, it was not a good pick-up. But no. anyway, we're getting, we're getting caught in the weeds here. So I think... Look, that, talking too much about St Kilda. That's no, but that's all we can say from a positive. Look, it was great to see they. Yeah, the first quarter was horrendous from both teams, but it definitely picked up. And the Saints were fantastic in the second quarter. Um, not great in the third. Only really getting well. They only got one more major, and they really let Essendon get right back into the game. But at least they held on. But if they'd been accurate, you know, it really should have been like you know, should have been 18, a six or seven goal win. Yeah. It should have been sort of 16, 17 goals. Like, there was a lot of those that were pretty pretty gettable. Um, anyway, so that's that. Now, let's get into right. the negatives. Well, just so everyone is aware, just a bit of context. The axe has been out, and old mate Trent has been grinding away, My sharpening axe. What was the it. thing we used to do last year? The, the belt. The belt. Or something really yeah, weird. Something I can't weird like that. <laughs> but he's about to oh. chop through some of... Essendon's like anyone. deplorable woes starting 2019. Oh, look, I think it's it's clearly one of the worst starts that you've seen for quite a while. Um, uh, to let a team at St Kilda's level, you know, basically beat down on them outside of the third quarter, which, you know, St Kilda, I think, put the queue in the rack a little bit um, too early, and obviously they're a pretty young side. Uh, they are so slow. They completely lack confidence. Um... Tib and Woody, one tackle. Uh, Zach Merritt looks completely lost. Um, they got beaten at stoppages consistently. Um, their defence was terrible. Stringer looked like one of the very few players that was at least committing to some degree. Um, the Dons, for me, were constantly going wide and slow, where they're a team, for me, that I think needs to go central and fast. 
like this was the thing like in terms of passages through the ground they looked like they had no idea two players tried to get off the bench at the same time the players were effectively wanting to leave the ground had enough um, just get me that, to the, that's, that's straight how, to the gate well that's how gate it, it got yeah. like it was just unbelievable uh, I think it was Darcy Parrish kicked a ball into the back of Hurley's back like it was absolutely ridiculous St Kilda so what's what's okay St Kilda are not a very good side that's the reality of it good on them I know look even the diehard St Kilda supporters have to acknowledge this right what's it going to look like when Essendon play a really good team that was the one of the things I took out of this game Anzac Day will be a bloodbath that it will be war literally like that it, it, like to not to make light of it but it is going to be a, a domination what, what, how, what evidence have we seen that, that Essendon are going to be competitive in that game? It, Collingwood look amazing. It'll be the Dream Team versus Botswana. I mean, effectively. Basically. Uh, oh, this looks... It, yeah, it's concerning. From, I mean, Essendon have Dream Time, Anzac Day. They've got a lot of marquee games this year. We yeah. are going to see... If they play like this... They've got a heap of uh, Friday They'll be playing night. Sunday night. They've got every, Friday night and Saturday next night year, games. Every game. Yeah, exactly. It's just... The massive it's it's fall from expectation is unbelievable. I mean, they bought in a superstar from GWS. Who looks lost and hasn't picked up on the system. He looks as confused as everyone. It's like, mate, here's here's how you get your driver's license. What's going on down there? Here's a manual, but nobody teaching him. He just got to work it out. Hurley was good. I actually have to say as well, throw Hurley in there too. I thought Hurley was good. Um, I just need some leadership. Out on the field, and nobody seems to want to just take that on board. Yeah, Heppel hasn't had the greatest start to the year. He's no. been okay, but I mean, with, yeah. And again, with, everyone around him looks dreadful. And look, there's some people backing um, old mate in charge for his coaching ability and his structures, but Wusha, Wusha, yeah, I'm no, not. no, no. I'm saying some people. I know you're not. You're who? Um, Who's saying it? I'm not naming everyone. I'm just commentators. Like, oh, I, I oh sorry, I'll, I'll mention. I one. haven't seen Chris Judd has backed him. Really, like, unbelievably. When? To, this week, yeah, really? Absolutely, yeah, wow, yeah. he's about to look like a complete idiot. Oh, I haven't no. seen anyone. I haven't seen anyone back him. No, well, he. What you mean on classified? Yeah. Well, I think he was a bit more kind of pro worst folds as how he was system wise at West Coast. But he doesn't want to. He, he's telling him not. Oh, well, to he just sits he on the fence change. on everything. Well, this is the thing. It's like being Ross Lyon. I said, sorry, you, you can't wait for your system to catch up with the game. You actually have to change it now. It's like people who uh, run a business but refuse to get on social media or on and the internet. It's like, are you serious? How long do you want your business to last? Um, how long do you want this football team to uh, last before it's curtains? Because well, they, right won't, now, they won't deal with this, no. Well, it doesn't look like it. They need to straight away because um, all these other teams, even the teams that are one-on-one, are going to start getting past them. And at the moment, I'm not very confident that Essendon are going to win a game for the next month. Oh, I can't see them winning much up into the bye, to be honest. I think, I think if they... Well, on what I've seen, I, they look like a bottom four team. And, and that's where they are on the ladder. So I, I think they look really average. I think I think there's clearly a misunderstanding of what the game plan is. There's, is there a game plan? Well, there has to be like something. It, then it's a professional football club. There must be something that they've been working on through the off-season. But there's clearly a complete... They were awful in the JLT. That's the other thing too. Like this hasn't come completely out of nowhere. It's not like they dominated in the JLT and then now they've come to the main season. They didn't look very good in the JLT. We didn't really comment too heavily on the JLT because we, we thought 
Look, the reality is the JLT sometimes can be revealing and sometimes it tells you nothing. And there's been plenty of times where teams look not very good in there and then they come in the season, they're fine. And it's purely because they've been testing things out in yeah. those games. They're practice games, right? Absolutely, yeah. Some but teams want to that, try, try more. Yeah. Some people want to hold well, back and wait till later in the ex- year and well, all that type of stuff. But also, like, they can trying out game plans C and D rather than their major one. They also don't want to show off too many cards too early in the season as well. No, exactly right. So that, anyway, that, that that's that. And I think surely our listeners hopefully this well is not the, know that. Hopefully but, this is not Essendon's C and D plan because it's not going to hold up. Their A and B better well, be Well, the problem is even throughout the game, like it didn't get it, it no. didn't really get... I mean, I know they came back a bit and, and I know they did, you know, they only lost by 11 points in the end, but... It's St. Kilda. Well, this is the You thing. could almost put another one in front of that if it's... Um, the Pies or West Coast. I think the Pies could beat them by 85 points. Yeah. I, I, right I, now, if, if they yeah. play like that, they will get belted by a, a serious margin. Um, yeah, Merritt again, as I said, didn't look didn't look very good. Um, yeah, they, even McGrath they were completely look... beaten on the outside and the inside. They, they, they don't look good at all. I, I just don't. I, I can't. I cannot believe. I put Bell them in the I, I honestly thought. Essendon were not a top four side. I thought they were probably a bottom eight side, but they look like a bottom 18 side. They, they honestly look horrendous. Yeah, Bell Chambers didn't look great, um, but so many of them. McCorm- Again, you know, McKernan, he- Bagley looked pretty average. Fantasia kicked four points. Uh, Ambrose didn't look very good as well. Uh, McKenna, Langford, like, you know, bloody Gwilfie and, and Langford trying to get off the bloody ground at yeah, the same time. So Gwilfie does not look like he's ready to step up to, as a regular AFL player for me. And, and that's really disappointing because yeah. Essendon were, um, have been talking him up for the last 12, 15 months. I thought he's going to be the, the, the guy that can come out and help on the outside, but he just does not look ready for AFL. Yeah, man, McGrath as well looked look not great. Yeah, I don't it was know. not disappointing, but I mean... All eyes are on the G Friday night, and, and oh yeah, absolutely. we've got. We'll get into Melbourne soon, obviously. But there, there's two teams, obviously, that are you know massively under the pump, and someone Sitting has to win this game, ladder. and who wants it? Because the reality is, whoever wants it is probably going to be the team that will mean something this year. I know that. I know that this is only round three, and that might but be a bit sensationalist. Three, but zero and three really starts to make it's it not, difficult. It takes Sydney out of the equation. There's not. The, the stats do not look good for any other team to make finals starting the season 0-3. and three. Well, if Essendon lose, let's say they lose to Melbourne, we've tipped Melbourne, right? The next week they've got Brisbane. Who would you tip there? Brisbane. I'm tipping Brisbane Absolutely. by far. I'm, even if Essendon get over the line, I'm tipping Brisbane in that game. Then they've got North, which I think is a winnable game, if they lose that game. So if they lose the next few and they lose to North, I reckon that could start then- to be curtains for... For worst fault. That would start well, to... Then they, be, then, then they got Anzac, Anzac Day, which Day. I think they'll get completely smashed at. And then they've got Geelong, Geelong at, the G, at the G. And then they've got Sydney up there. Yeah. It doesn't so get they much be, easier. They could be one and six. One and seven. And that does they're not... Fremantle as well. Yeah, I mean, that like, doesn't look good, really. For a team that was touted, for most people, top eight. Some people, top four. And really starting to uh, hit that premiership. Uh, they look nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. And we spoke about this in between recording the two podcasts as well. Um, Which we, is disappointing. Sorry, go. No, I was just going to say, you know, massively disappointing. That's what I was going to say is that we spoke about how they've recruited for the now and this is their window and they look not even close. And and what I thought and what we saw last year at their best, it's really entertaining football. Like, yeah. it, it would help 
bring AFL to the the greater audience around the world and get people excited. But at the moment, it's it's boring. It looks like they're learning the sport for the first time for a lot of them. Well, they look confused. I mean, that's the thing. They look clearly confused with what they've been told to do. Uh, I The other thing too is, I mean, as a comparison, look at Lockie Neal coming into Brisbane and look at that system and how quickly he's adapted to the way uh, Brisbane play. Um, when you go to a new club, obviously, you, there's so many things you've got to pick up. Uh, the running patterns are going to be different. You're playing with different players. You've got no idea uh, their strengths from the very beginning. You don't know where they like to kick it to, how, you know, positioning, all sorts of different all things, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, heaps we can go on forever. He looks like he's been five years. Yeah, exactly. And then look, look. I know not to really drag it into shield, but look at him, and he looks so lost. It's like he's gone and gone. He's what, thinking, what is, can what is this sport I'm playing? He thinks I should have gone to Cam. Ah, uh, yeah, Cam or Hawthorne. Uh, yeah, or Richmond. That was ridiculous. Anyway, so look, this is um, uh, a sad situation. Didn't think we didn't will, think we were going to talk about Essen like this this early. No. Let's move on because there's not much. We've said as much as we can say, but good on the Saints. Um, yeah, good, good on them for holding on. And good good for football they held on because I think, to be honest, had Essendon just got over them, then you'd be thinking, well, no one won on this day. Like That no. was the thing. Like It was a bad game. Bad game. And man. it was a bad end. Whereas at least it was like, look, the team that tried harder, that performed better throughout the majority of the game, didn't get run over in the end. So at least it wasn't like a complete waste yes, of time. The Saints had more heart. Like, they actually showed that they were playing for something. Yeah. Uh, next game, which was a really good game, one, really of, the, good one game. of the better games of the round. Uh, I didn't watch this live, but I watched it subsequently because I was watching the Essendon St Kilda game falling asleep. Uh, Port Adelaide versus the Canton Blues, eighty-eight to seventy-two. Port only by sixteen points. Great game, great game. And look, I was up on Port last year. Yeah, um, pulled um, my reservations back a little bit this year. Still think they're going to be Just top got your years wrong. Got my ears wrong. They and my ears wrong. Um, they look really good. And while they were pushed by the Catton, um, I think they're the real deal this year. They look good. They yeah. look really good. I mean, not ideal that uh, unfortunately the Blues were lost. really good. It's the best I've seen them play in a while. Yeah. What's going down? We'll get into that in a little bit in a bit mm, more detail. Not amazing. ideal, but I mean, let's face it. They get Ollie Wines back soon, so. Um, Pretty big Wines, Watts. I mean, you'd love both of them, but different positions different though, and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, they, they they look really well. Um, it'll be interesting just to see whether Port can hold this momentum right through. I guess in some regards they could potentially be zero on two as well. Yeah. Um, but for me, uh, once they start to gel and get some continuity together, I think Port are going to be really, really good. So far, the three big names that they recruited last year have repaid the faith. Yeah, um, fine. All yeah. three of them have yeah. been good for the three games. Obviously, Watts has got um, yeah, the season good. out and well, yeah. won't be able to show anymore, but Rockcliffe and Motlop in particular. Motlop was the one for me that I'm like... It was concerning given he rocked up to pre-season that had too many burgers again. Too many but... burgers, yeah. But um, they, they look good. And obviously, um, winning form is good form. I think they're going to continue to uh, be really hard to beat in Adelaide. But... Yeah, look, I don't know. Um, yeah, I didn't see the live either. So no, I, I, I can to... talk a bit about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, I see what you're saying. I mean, yeah, but for me, the 
the what was exciting was was seeing Port's kids. To be honest, that like, it was like because so Desma had a really good game last week, but again he was really good this week. So it looks like their kids are going to be consistently really good, which is very exciting. It means that they might be an actual genuine contender because you look at Rosie as well. Like that's the thing. Like. And Butters as Butters well. Like, he looks the like the oh, steal of the draft at the moment. Absolutely. So that, that's, for me, that was my takeaway, is that the kids backed it up again and were actually pretty good. Uh, in terms of Port, this is obviously we're getting to Carlton. Yeah. But it wasn't the best game probably early on, but it definitely built throughout. Um, yeah, Dersma, I, I think it's fantastic. And yeah, absolutely. You're, you're completely right in terms of the steal of the draft. But obviously, Boak had a great game. Ebert had a great game. Uh, Rockliffe is just getting better and better. Lysette's just come in and dominated pretty much. I, I mean, that what a pickup that's been. Uh, it just makes such a difference having they didn't another, have to give up another much serious that, did they? Uh I can't remember what they gave up, but it wasn't it wasn't horrific. It wasn't much, no. No. Well, because he wanted out. He wanted so out. And was he, was, bit... he wasn't. Unre- he was unrestricted. To well, they won the he? flag, so you know yeah. you'd probably want to leave. So as you do, yeah, get a flag I, somewhere. I else. still don't understand why, no. but anyway. Um, I'm glad. Yeah. Uh, sorry, and I'm glad you did bring up the the youth and the kids of Port because I didn't mention that I was meant to. Uh, yeah, they look really, really good. I think they've um, done extremely well. There. Amazing, because like you know, a year or so ago we were looking at like Houston and these sort of guys and thinking, oh yeah, you know they've got they've got a little bit there, not quite that deep, but they look okay. But then now, like it just looks amazing. Um, I, I, yeah, but obviously, just go back to Lyset, having him to be able to support Ryder makes such a massive difference. Um, yeah, they, they, they bat pretty deep. I think, I think Port looked pretty good. The scoreline, I think people look at it and think, how did Port only just beat Carlton by, by a little bit? But Carlton were really good. Um, so to transition a little bit into that, uh, yeah, look, they were consistent. You know, they were pretty balanced throughout the ground. Cripps obviously was incredible. Um, Dow, I really liked his game as well. He probably should have got a bit more on the scoreboard, but I, I really liked his game. Um, Walsh, I think, again, he's just getting better and better. And Patrice, blah, blah, blah. I always had always getting muddled Patres- on this. Petreski, Seaton, Seaton. There we yeah. go. Old mate, PP. He was good. <laughs> I like his game. Um, yeah, look, they were even throughout the whole team. Uh, you know, old mate Thomas went and broke someone's leg. So, you know, he does it every week. He's he's going to take eighteen blokes out throughout the year. So, <laughs> you know, uh, Murphy was okay. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, it's hard because they lost, so we can't get too excited. But and they they still are. In games, but then not winning them, so you can kind of look at it two ways. Yeah, are they, Do you know what are I mean? They, like, are they, are they yeah. last year's Brisbane Lions? Are they gonna? Be the, the, I think that's exactly gonna what make me be. look like I'm stupid and go, it's the best 14th place team of all time from Carlton, those Carlton, stupid yeah. trailers. <laughs> Carlton, that ridiculous. Could, uh, Carlton go, no, 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 we want that mantle. So, if you don't know but, what we're talking about, Ed did this outrageous trailer before the uh, season started. Yeah, but look, I mean, Cripps is elite. Isn't he? He, so I mean, he had close to thirty touches, of which about twenty-three were contested. Had twelve clearances. He just is a monster, and it's good to see that he's finally starting to get some support around the midfield. Yeah, obviously they're quite young again. I'm not making excuses, but it will take him a little bit longer to really gel. It's just exciting to see that they're they're staying in games. They're not getting blown out of the park yet, and I. Mm. If we can see that all all year and they get half a dozen wins, big tick, and then they're yeah. on it. They'll be able to hold on to these players and really build into to next year. So my uh, heat check for the week is Carl Amon. One disposal, one kick, one possession, one score involvement, one mark, and he went at 100% disposal efficiency. He's number one. 
does he does he get the Nahas Awards this, Nahas Award this week? Oh, we need to bring back the Nahas Award. That was so funny. Uh, Carl, can, we, I'm let's, on. can we start I'm that again? I'm so glad Hawthorne didn't get him. Can we bring that up again? Yeah, the Nahas. Okay, each week remind me of the Nahas. Yeah. Uh, no, so my heat checks Desma. I, I I think he's he, he backed it up he's again. He's silky as, isn't he? Yeah, I, I really liked him. I nearly went for Butters, but I, I think in the end, I, I really liked Desma's game. Obviously, such a young player, but 23 disposals, 14 kicks, 9 handballs, 73% uh, efficiency. Yeah, four score involvements as well, nine marks. Yeah, he had a really kind of balanced game and, and did a lot off the ball as well. I, I, I was really impressed uh, with him. And uh, yeah, because this is the thing, the heat check is also you know often about the uh, the young players. So it's not um, not just about, uh, you know, you don't, you know, Dangerfield and Hodge and all these sort of people. It's more about your quiet achievers or your young... Yeah, the under, under the radar under, type under radar. players. I mean, don't get us wrong. When someone has an absolute blinder and, and they happen to be one of the big guns, we yeah. will talk about them. But we generally just talk about them week in, week out um, for various it's reasons. A, it's a little award that you get. It's a little gold star. We mail it to the player. Um, we it's like a we little stalk smiley. them and then find out their address and then mail it to them. Yeah, it's like so. a smiley face that your, your child gets from it's school. Creepy. So yeah. you've done mm. a good job. Here's smiley face. Here's my number. It's a bit awkward. <laughs> uh, oh, a bit of Jacko style there. Uh, so let's... Anyway, we better keep moving. So particularly given the next game, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, funny old game, but poured in the end, getting it done. Uh, and yeah, stats... Uh, look, obviously Port winning pretty much all the key indicators. Marks inside 50 tackles. Uh, inside 50, 70 to 53. So yeah, obviously... Better engine gives you more grunt. Next game, Cats absolutely spanked over the side of the fence. The Demons, incredibly, 126 to 46. Uh, so Geelong by 80 points. We tipped the Cats, but we definitely didn't tip them by 80 points. Not by 80 points. No. And, and you, you know... In the you, wet, too. You know and it was you, freezing. You know you're doing really well when your key forward takes a mark hands it to the old mate in the 50 like uh, in sorry not in the 50 in the square so he's only about 5 metres away from yeah. the goals turns around no goes, pressure no pressure goes uh, no the guy who gave it to me it's your first uh, second game you have your first goal yeah, oh, you, go. you know you're doing well when you can afford at the time because yeah. there was no Melbourne play within QE. You spoke about me bringing the axe out. I think, I think the Melbourne axe is getting pretty sharp too as well I, I'm, I'm going to give him one more week yeah well, they might get two weeks because I think they're going to smash Essendon. Um, yeah, look, the I'm, can we can we flip? Can we start with the days? Can we just get the the negative? Yeah, out? We, all right. Um, so they you go, you go look first. bloody slow. They well, they look inefficient. It's not just slow. Not they, foot speed so much, but just their movement of the ball is just. I don't know. Well, their like, switches are really really cooked. Like, um, so yeah. can I can I give the ultimate Absolutely. stat? So between this is this is this sounds made up, but this this is absolutely the truth. Between the sorry, so this this is this this is going to sound ridiculous. Between Melbourne's third goal and their fourth goal, they had thirty-two entries inside fifty. Wow! For no majors. For no majors. No they, majors. They went in there 32 times. You'd be happy going into your Ford 50 32 times. In a half. In a half. Well, they got it. Without. Well, this is... So, it's actually... It is, it yeah, is that's actually... Yeah, So, well... So, biggest defeats for sides that won the inside 50 count by 20 plus. So, 80. Melbourne did. This is It's the this number is one, one of all yep. time. Just gone. 
And then the previous, I won't go through all of them, but the previous was four, the second highest is 48. So almost 50, almost double. It's it's insane. So their engine, I think, actually looks, I mean, look, sections of it look incredible. Oliver looks unbelievable. Petrarca looks completely lost and, and other pieces look no good. But, I mean, look, yeah, yeah for me, Oliver, Oliver looks incredible. For me, Oliver is top 10 midfielder now. He's top five. I, I would have him top five. Well, maybe, he'd, be, he'd, be, he'd be pushing. Yeah, he might be slightly out of the just pipe, out, yeah. but definitely top ten. I mean, God, people definitely, people yeah. were talking about him being underdone coming into the season. He what he had forty two touches. I hate that haircut, but he, aside from that, he's really good. Yeah, not a good haircut. Looks stupid. Don't shave the sides like that. No, just shave it doesn't it all suit off. your hair. Just shave it all off. <laughs> Looks silly. Get, get on with it, John. Looks like a wig. Uh, um, no, I yeah. We, it's unfortunate. He must be getting frustrated that he's doing some great work and it's falling over after he releases it yeah well this is the thing it's it's it's, it's that crib style thing of being this animal player but his team keeps losing so yeah. that's the thing in AFL you can be incredible you know look at five Fremantle been rubbish for three or four years and he's he's unbelievable I know he's had a couple of down seasons there and he obviously had his injury but he's still he's an unbelievable player yeah look, this is what I fear with Sydney is, is, is Franklin is such an incredible player and obviously Sydney have some other good pillars in there but that it does worry me that if, if it one player over the does edge, not win flags, no, at, at all. It's, it, there's too many people on the ground. It's too big of a pitch. Too it's big not, a pitch. It's not, it's not like LeBron to a team completely can just change their fate. Um, yeah, look, I think yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of ball watching from Melbourne as well. Um, yeah, they just had no idea. They they they're, defi- they're so many. They've got deficiencies at both ends of the ground. Defensively, they look horrendous. Yeah, and offensively, the the running patterns that. McDonald and and Wiedemann yeah. and a lot of these guys were running to try to generate something. It was, look, the Cats' defense was really good. Let's let's get that out of the way. But a lot of these leading patterns did not match. It looked like they had picked a midfield out of one team and a forward line out of another team and said, "Go play, go play." Yeah. Like never had never spoken to each other, had no coaching, nothing. It looked like that. It looked like there was a force field between. The fifty meter arcs. They would get it in there, and then it would stuff up. Yeah, that's every it. time. That's it. it Which is unbelievable. And a lot of the time, I mean, the players weren't putting their eyes down to hit up a, a leading target on a shorter distance. They, they were just six sp- goals the whole day. Amount of times I saw that they could have gone for someone on the lead, twenty meters kick, beautiful. Could have just set them up instead of bombing it in, and there was no one back there except a. Geelong defender they were literally just one or two Geelong defenders nothing else and that just hurts you you can't be doing that and it frustrates me it's not just the demons it's any team that cannot as a professional sports person understand that yep yeah, I know you got pressure but you get paid to be under pressure look down What's your best option instead of just bombing it long? That wasn't, it doesn't, yeah, doesn't, they did they did that a little bit, but the, the 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 passages they took to inside fifty were horrendous. Yeah, how do you, how do you only get sixteen shots at goal from seventy three entries? That's ridiculous. That's going inside fifty so much and only getting sixteen chances to score. I I just couldn't believe it. It was absolutely ridiculous. That they, they looked terrible. Like. It, Overall, as a team, they look yeah. really bad. Yeah, and obviously, like- there's some positives out of it. And you know, Wiedemann tried. You know, I, 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 he, you know, went up the ground. He, you know, was was trying to assist. And, I, and that's the thing. Like, you know, there was definitely some shuffling around. I don't know whether that was 
an instructional or whether he's got free reign to do that, what it was. But there was some, particularly some of the younger players, really trying, but McDonald, we saw nothing out of. But it wasn't necessarily his fault. Some of the, some of the entries were horrendous. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a weird game to talk about. And then in the, at one point, at Geelong were going at 89% efficiency, going inside 50. Like, it was just insane. They look, they played the conditions as though it was a perfect dry, dry, 22 degrees, perfect day. It was freezing and extremely Bucking. wet. It rained through most of the game. Yeah, they um they look very on song at the moment, the Cats, don't they? Just humming along. Again, they've somehow just found these young guys down Geelong Way that can just come into their system, play their part, Take some pressure off, yeah. and um, yeah, look, the recruiting the cr- recruiting team at Geelong is uh, well, probably yeah, probably the incredible. best, probably the best. Um, oh, going well, around, Stephen Wells is amazing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, and the big three uh, just humming along nicely as well. And then, well, they don't have to roles. play them. They don't have to play them as major chess pieces yeah, now. It's they fantastic. Can, they can play them Scott- as role players, and this is what we've been saying for two or three years. I know they haven't really had the cattle to do this for a little while. They tried. You know all sorts of different combinations, but I think they figured it out. I think Myers is a, is a good player. I I think Constable is a seriously good player. Like, and that's the thing. Like the Port kids, they delivered again. Radigalia, I thought was was good. Like that's the thing. He's such a good field kick. He's unbelievable. Like oh, I they missed him. I, 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 we said, and we, year, we yeah. said that. The other thing that hurt the scoreboard so heavily too is is Geelong was so accurate. Twenty six. Bloody hell! Like that's the thing. Like it was a big. That's a, that's, that's a if you kick twenty six goals, you're going to beat, beat every team. Beat, you're not, win you're, games, you know what I mean? Oh, well, you won't yeah. lose too many people. Not too many. Twenty six. No. Bloody good side to Might beat lose them. to Ross Lyons, Fremantle over there. That's about it. Yeah, maybe. Um, not likely. No, but look, <laughs> you're, you're right, and you do highlight a good point because I, I Dalhouse has been fantastic. We didn't talk about him much so far this year, but again, he was fantastic. Eleven tackles, two goals, twenty one disposals. He looks great. Yeah, I re- I, he he looks like a, a refreshed, completely new player. It's like he's, he's still got thriving. the thriving. It's like he's still part of the dogs because they're on the arm, and he's like, oh, I've got to play like I did back then, and he's just loving his time down there. Yeah, he's he's been a great uh, inclusion for for the cats. And Gary Rowan not getting the numbers like you know he, you, you would sometimes expect out of some. But he forwards, takes but a classy kicked, defender. He, he, but he still kicked three goals. That's fantastic. Um, you know, Selwood I thought was 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 great. Um, Kelly looks unbelievable well, again. Like he, 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 yeah. Right now he'd have five Brantley votes. Yeah. Well, you brought this up in the preview. Is is he a smoky? I I I'm starting to think maybe you're onto something there. Um, Mitch Duncan as well. Like they he they you know so often tried to make him almost the Selwood replacement and it, it didn't work. But he is what a what a great halfback runner. Like he is. It, that's the, that's his new role, and he's great. Yeah, I mean, he's perfect, a little, he did. I know he did a bit of this last year, but he, he looks great. Yeah, it looks much more comfortable um, guiding that halfback line and coming into the midfield rather than the other way around, where starting in the game in the midfield. It'll be interesting to see what happens when um, Henderson comes back and Tui come back, and whether they continue to do that or whether. He plays a bit more on the on the wing and in the midfield, but that just gives them so much flexibility. They they they're going to be a um, real strong proposition, I reckon, all year. The first person that congratulated, um, I've, I've forgotten the name of the young player that got handed the ball um, to kick that goal, but th- that the first person to congratulate them was Harry Taylor. That's He's a right defender. Around, all the way. What's back. he doing? G'day, mate. 
I, he, again, he was great. I thought they finally he, stopped stuffing around with Taylor and just leave him as a defender. I think that's the best game I've seen him play in a while. I thought he was fantastic. He looked like he's got a little bit of his pace back. Too. I was he say, back to okay. like the 2012, 2013 type he actually, Harry Taylor. We won't get that every day, but he looked great. I mean, not to harp on about it so much, but just one more stat. I mean, so at one stage in the third quarter, Melbourne had 20 inside 50s for five points. No major, five points. Geelong had 10 inside 50s for six flat. Very concerning. That's absurd. So five points to thirty-six. Yeah, you can't afford to do that in well, today's. I, I get any that they were straight. Game. I get they were accurate, but that that's that's crazy. Even if Geelong kicked three three to to five points, that's still terrible. Yeah, no, you can't be doing that. Not when you're getting that much inside fifty. You got to take. How your is opportunity. there such a disconnect? Oh look, I heard some people saying during the week. Oh well, they had a lot of surgery, so there was as no. a result there was that. This is a no pathetic stop, excuse, the, and the players aren't going to be. Listening to those or using those excuses, the coaches aren't going to be going to be using those excuses. Everyone, every team has multiple players post the season going under surgery. That's yeah. just the nature of the game. So you can't say that Melbourne are having more or less. Let's just go back to last year again. On repeat, Collingwood, massive injury list, made a grand final, was one kick. Away from winning a flag, yeah, well, two minutes so away, yeah. you li- so all these things. Well, West Coast, no, no Gaff, no Nat Nui, no Shepherd. Oliver had forty plus touches on the night. He forty three, I think. He yeah, had, yeah, so yeah. he had surgery. That yeah. is a poor excuse if that's what you want to uh, go down with. Yeah, so no, nah, I don't, I don't buy it. I think professionals, it's, that's like saying that a typist can't type quick because they've got a broken finger. The other thing too is like we, we've had this discussion. I mean, I know Hogan didn't really play in the back end of last year, but they, they were converting from 50s to majors 46% of the time when they were with Hogan in the first half of last year. And then without Hogan, it's dropped down to 27%. Yeah, well, it would help if they... As an ate. average stat, though. So yeah. this is the, that is a bit of a funny it one. It would but help if the um, ball that was coming into the 50 actually went near a leading forward. Because well, this is part of the problem. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a good, it can't be, yeah, it's it a good can't, stat to bring up. We're not up trying to put this on your younger players no. like your Wiedemans and stuff. It's definitely more on, on your McDonald's. and Anyway, uh, the other thing, too, I thought was interesting was that Harms actually went to Kelly, not... Uh, danger. I thought that was quite interesting. It just shows the respect that opposition clubs have for uh, Kelly, and uh, but it meant that Danger could really kind of run wild and do what he wanted. So um, yeah, yeah. I think Melbourne they've got too much talent and obviously experience from the last year of how to change things up. I think they're going to get better and they'll put it together from this week on or in the next couple of weeks. But look, they. I would be concerned. Oh, I'd be disappointed more if I was a Melbourne supporter. Right Meanwhile, Harms uh, tagged Kelly, and he still got two one. Uh, sorry, one two. Uh, Thirty disposals, five tackles. Like not yeah, a bad day. Nearly yeah. at seventy percent efficiency not a as bad well. Day, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's keep moving into West Coast versus GWS. Uh, weird old game. This one. I ended up looking pretty average. Look at the scoreboard, and you think, wow, that's not a great game. Uh, so it started a bit funny, pretty sort of low energy, particularly given that they had the eagle uh, bungee jumping off the roof and it was, you know, a pretty bonkers start. But then 2-3 to 1-3 is not the most exciting start no. to the quarter. But it built through the game. The second quarter, they really kind of strangled uh, GWS. 8-4 to 3-6. 
12.5 to 6.10, and then finally finishing with 16.8 to 7.10, so accurate as well in uh, Josh Kennedy's 250th. So, yeah, not yeah, great. No, not, not great. great, yeah. The Eagles definitely made the Giants a bit second-rate, in particular that second half, and yeah. obviously round one was just an aberration from the Eagles. Not to take anything away from the Lions, obviously they just didn't bring their best game into round one and look pretty... Um, strong again for this year. In particular, going over um, West, I think uh, they made it a fortress last year. It's going to be a fortress again for them this year, Yeah, which you and I both rate the Giants. We think they're going to be thereabouts again, especially when they get um, some players back. But yeah, look, the Eagles, very well drilled. Um, Again, like the Pies, balanced across all the lines. Got heaps of depth in... All areas, their midfield. Death but or depth? Depth. Oh, um, that's better. They've probably got depth too. That is, people right. just go, depth. Ah. I think they're going to think they're going to take some teams uh, to the sword and it'll feel like death for them. But um, yeah, uh, as you mentioned um, in the preview, preview, uh, look, Yo looks really good. Amazing. Uh, Shuri looks Shuri great. Shuri looks great. Um, Darling, I think for Darling. One. Yep, owns the forward line. Kennedy's only, only getting hit better the more time he plays. Um, who else? Um, oh, I'm trying to think. H- H- I think Hearn looked really good as well. Um, and I think he's going to continue to uh, be the general down back as he should be in the captain. Hearn was good, yeah. It doesn't look like he's too off the pace. It was his um, 250th, sorry, not Kennedy. So, yeah, so really good win. And look... Um, I don't know. It's it's hard to really put where the Giants are at at the moment. They've got too many key players missing. They don't um, have targets up forward. And no targets, green really hurts. Them. Absolutely, it does. And obviously, Cameron's probably not a hundred percent yet after big layoff towards the end of last year. And the one Patton's thing is not coming back anytime soon. No, exactly not. And obviously, Ward not being there f- uh, for leadership, and Kelly still out. Um, yeah, it's a bit interesting to to see, and never never an easy challenge coming up against the the premiers in, on their home ground. Yeah, but unveiling the flag as well. I mean, All that type of yeah. stuff. Yeah, a bit of emotion there but, for them. But still, like they were pretty average. I mean, I think yeah, they they really need more scoring from their midfield. And they need another target. I mean, I don't think Haynes... I like Haynes, but I don't think he's the answer, um, really. They needed another serious target, and they miss Lobb. They, they really genuinely miss him. I, I think, to be honest, overall, I think they're going to miss him a little bit more than they miss Shield as much. We said I said that last year after the trade period, and yeah, they probably need starting to, to look like that might be the case. They probably need to get Mummy back as much as he could be a liability, but he could absolutely be the difference yeah. in the mid midfield, just giving first um, access to the to the pill to yeah. his midfielders. Talking about midfielders, um, I think Whitfield is slowly becoming an online leader. He's been great. I mean, he started to show signs right through the particular second half of last year, um, being released from that halfback flank and moving on to the midfield. His speed is electrifying. He does have really good ground awareness. I think he's pretty pretty uh, elite on both sides of his body. And he, for me at the moment, he's been their most consistent player for the first two rounds. So I was really impressed with how he went over the weekend and hopefully um, he gets yeah. a little bit more recognition uh, for what he's doing. Uh, the rest of the midfield, I think, 
was struggled. Uh, Taranto wasn't uh, as good as he was no. in the week four. And yeah, I, I think the longer Kelly is out, and uh, I think the more they're going to oh, struggle. He, he, still... he just brings so much leadership to that oh, midfield. Well, he's, he's one of he's yeah. Uh, yeah, and Caniglia didn't have as good of a game in the previous no. ones, but he was sort of half-tagged as well. Anyway, we'll keep moving. Um, not not the best game to talk about. Obviously, the Eagles look very good, and the Giants have some serious deficiencies there um, that, as the season goes on, we'll learn more about. Uh, yeah, look, Eagles winning uh, uncontested. Uh, marks inside 50, obviously, with a way bigger score. Um, GWS actually won the inside 50s, but they were so much less efficient, and they just need targets, as I said. Mm. It makes such a massive uh, difference when you've got Darling and Kennedy versus. That's it, really. I mean, they've, got, they've got Cameron and uh, a couple of other Cameron ones. and. And they, they, well, their, some, mids, some... well, their mids didn't score at all, and that, that hurts, really. Like, they're pretty much nothing out of their mids, which is bad. Well, uh, yeah, and that's the thing. Look, as good as a forward line can be, if your mids aren't getting, let's say, four to five goals, you'd want well, more. Well, that's the idea. You that's ideally you want, want at least four or five. Yeah, you look at Collingwood. Um, and, and that's kind of the, they had about eight, didn't they? Eight well, goals let's have, from their yeah. midfield. Or I mean, like that? let's have a little bit of a look at it. But in terms of goals and behind, so yeah, uh, through there. So Pendlebury won. Uh, yeah, Trelaw. So I, yeah, so that's the thing. Like it does start to add up. So that's the thing. Ideally, I mean, look, yeah, you do kind of want four or five, and yeah, to get. But if you get two or three, like that. that that helps. I mean, it helps that Dugowie had five on the diet. Yeah, but. exactly. Uh, into the Sunday games, North Melbourne versus the Brisbane, eighty-seven to one hundred seven. Brisbane by twenty points. Uh, Brisbane ran over the top of them. Um, I know we've kind of hung out a bit on North, but I don't. I don't know. Like this was this was not great um, to lose like this um, was was not very good. Again, Brisbane starting slow, which is a little bit of a concern. They started really slow against the Eagles as well, but, uh, you know, 1, 2 to 3, 4, uh, 7, 5 to 5, 5, uh, 9, 8 to 9, 10. So Brisbane actually led at three-quarter time, and then they ran over the top of them. So, yeah, they've got a lot of will to to win. they got 60 inside 50s, the Lions, so that's quite, quite a bit. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think North are much chop. I think they're going to be okay throughout the year. I think they'll win a bit, but I, yeah, I think, I think they're a long way off being a side that can seriously make the eight, to be honest. I just don't see that happening. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think of this game? Yeah, again, not not I, not a highly skilled game, nothing really exciting to get, a, get out of it, except that um, the fitness of the Brisbane Lions... They, as you mentioned, they haven't started well in both their games, but their ability to overrun teams so far this season has, has been really impressive. They look like uh, they've, they've got a lot of um, get up and go in them. Um, funnily enough, and ironically, a bit like the Ruse this time last year, that is my one concern with Brisbane at the moment. Are they going to be able to Slow continue? Starts or, yeah. Well, no, well, there's that, but are they going to be able to continue this? Um, overrunning teams uh, further into the year. I've got uh, a little bit of apprehension that they might burn themselves out if they continue to play this style of game. If you're yeah. always playing catch-up, that's really, really t- taxing on the body because and the mind because you're always, oh, hang on, we've got to put in an extra effort just to get in front, let alone hold that uh, lead. So hopefully Fagan is all over that and he can get a bit more four-quarter consistency from them. Uh, North Melbourne, yeah, look, they just look, like a shell of the team they were last year, don't they? And yeah. 
uh, it doesn't help when the coach gets in front of the media and says a few interesting things. Um, really so. Uh, look, it was... I don't know if for a word for word, but it was more that he was like the team's got nothing um, to do with the new rules and structures. He thinks they're getting it right. I don't think they actually understand the new rules. And I think <laughs> I personally, it didn't look like, it doesn't look like they understand. I didn't hear him say that. Wow. Oh, no, well, it, that was the... You sure underlying... it wasn't uh, Chris Scott? No, no, he loved it. He loves the new rules. They're, they're going well for him. <laughs> um, they look similar though. They do look similar. They might have crossed over. Why, yeah. But ultimately, it, it, for me, the the ruse just don't look like no. As a team, to fall away they like can, that. Yeah. They, they, they're fitting into the the new their, way their of AFL. Oh, you know, I don't. Yeah, I mean Cunningham was good. I thought Higgins was good. Um, I, I like Polek's game as well. He he's trying. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't see them really doing much. And to see them get run over like this, it's. Yeah, it's not great from a team that's travelled to get there. Fair way. It's not ideal. So no, no, and I guess there was no pressure on them to win games last year, and there's a bit more pressure on them this year to win games. And well, they the, just the great thing win. is they're slowly chipping away at the wins. That's the thing I liked it. Obviously, it's not great. They're starting slow, but at least they're chipping away at it and gradually grinding a game out, and that's the the big one of the big first steps to becoming a properly good side. I'm talking about North. No, I'm talking about Brisbane. No, I was talking about North. Sorry. When? About their shell of them side, and they... Yeah, I transition up to enough North. Okay. Well, go on. We'll, go on. We'll, sorry. No, no. no, what were you going to... What were you saying? No, it doesn't matter now. It's gone. Oh. Yeah, we'll get on to Brisbane. Much As more it... exciting <laughs> to talk about. No, well, I thought... Well, sorry, I thought sorry, we were yeah, finished. I mean, like, yeah. I, no, no, I didn't mean to change it. I, oh, no. well, it, it felt like we'd kind of said as much as we could, really. I mean, <laughs> sorry about no, that. No, no, it's just more... No, 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 don't be sorry. It's more that I, I don't know what else to say. They're a team that are... Just mediocre. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Middle run. And what do you say about that? That's the hardest part. If a team's really bad, then you, you've at least got plenty to talk about. If they're if they're you know amazing, it's, oh, that's the thing. It's when they're kind of right down the middle. They they just they, it's the same deficiencies that they've had for however long. They they don't really have any A graders. They've got a couple of good players, but they don't really have any seriously good players. Um, they're still lacking to kick a seriously big score. And I don't think their backline is much top either. I don't think that really helps. Um, their kids look okay, but they don't look great. It's Not just, when it's they've just got such a runnership, mid- no. It's just such a middle-of-the-rung side. Um, I don't know. What else do you say? It's, it's why North has hardly any attention. I mean, the one thing I would say is that how much heat has there been on Essendon and all week? On and there's been nothing. No, it's all week has been Melbourne and Essendon, the big clubs have all the heat, and then there's been nothing. No, I've heard nothing. No comment at all. So, anyway. But Brisbane looked great. And, yeah, to change it now, I mean, yeah, less... Uh, the other thing I took out of this game is less runners and having Hodge on the ground is uh, as much of... as big of an asset as you can possibly think of. I mean, having him on the ground to direct traffic oh. and talk to these kids and say, no, no, do this... No, no, do that. I mean, it, it. I know there's all the constant thing of he's the general and, you know. But he really is. It's like yeah, having well, this a is coach the out I mean, on the it, field. He's probably, the Brisbane benefit greatly. And I, uh, yeah, I mean, it's what timing to have him come in there and have had a couple of years to learn how these kids play. Well, now into the second year. But yeah, I, I that, that's an incredible asset. 
Yeah, he'll probably get a one-year extension if he wants to go next year. Well, he looks amazing. pretty. He's playing pretty well. He looks pretty good. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm excited. I think he's gonna. Is he? Could he get notched close to the 400 games? I mean, I know he's still. He could. He's still a bit off it, but I mean, he needs to play at least another two or three more seasons. But he could get a fifth flag too. It'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Very funny. That would now, be now, 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 now we are looking into the crystal ball a little bit far. <laughs> we better move into, <laughs> into what was an April Fool's game played uh, the day before April Fool's just to set it up. Uh, Hawthorne versus the Dogs. 87 to 106. Incredibly, the Dogs run away with the win in a train highway robbery by uh, 19 points in the end. Old mates uh, staring at the floor. Hello, darkness, my old friend. So four two to three four at quarter time. Five three to five seven. Twelve seven to seven seven. So really, we're up at three quarter time, and then they lost it. Yeah, I've seen nightmare on Elm eight Street. Straight. I don't need to watch it again. They kicked eight straight. Eight. This this was momentum like you haven't seen it for a while. This, this was, was ridiculous. This is outfoxing the fox too by Bevo. He knew where he could get under the skin of certain Hawthorne players. Well, Sicily, yeah. And did it well. Yeah, well, and it worked against all of them, yeah. yeah. And um, if you can keep it low-scoring game with not too many goals, I reckon that's a good way of beating Hawthorne because... That's the only way, really. That's one of yeah, the very few ways because to Because Clarko has always managed to beat teams by getting runners out there um, and being able to... Because his messaging real, is pretty message, good. Yeah, exactly right. So, look, it was... It was frustrating to watch. Um, it's one of the stu- one of the most ridiculous games I've ever seen because we yeah. were we were pretty much falling asleep. And it was then really mediocre was so boring. for the first half. And the skills for both sides were bad. Sloppy, exactly. It didn't look like either team really wanted to take the game by the scruff of the neck. We didn't take many notes. It was pretty boring. And then... And then it, it started crazy. to open up. And then it started to open up. And then it went really nuts. And there was lots of stuff going on. And we didn't know really what was going on because it's like, hang on. What is that a rule? Is that not a rule? And then someone was mouthing It's very over officiated, but at the same time, he did do the wrong thing. So, yeah. anyway. and ultimately, if you look at the stats and if you watch the game, the dogs were the better team for the longer part of the game yeah. than the uh, Hawks were. I and mean, the stats Hawks did show like, that, it, but, yeah. the, but the, the Hawthorne period in the but third Hawthorne quarter. were up, the Hawthorne, the Hawthorne, the Hawthorne were up. <laughs> But then they were losing so many of the stats, so it was a very funny old game. Yeah, 15 minutes in the uh, third quarter where Hawthorne absolutely dominated and got a 30-point lead, and then a couple of old mates... And Binder. A couple of old mates did their ABNs, and, uh, ABNs and well, they had yeah. to get, get ca- well, that's carried off the so field. Jo- so there was only two, two, yeah, two, two rotations yeah. to two key players. It wasn't a couple of young guys. It was Burgoyne and, and Shield. Shield. So two players that... Have regularly helped the Hawks get over the line. In it didn't. The it didn't line. help that that happened. I think that's no. not been spoken about enough throughout the week. Is that 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 was obviously pretty pretty average. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a good story. The dogs were able to go two and oh, absolutely. two and zero. But I mean, so dogs sixty six to forty nine inside fifty. So yeah, I don't want to take the win away from the dogs at all. No, I no. thought they were, they were brilliant and they um, won uncontested comfortably as well. Yeah. yeah, their pressure, their outside run was really good. Uh, liba 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 uh, liba Wallace liba. is good. I that think Sha- Shaki had his uh, coming of age game. He uh, presented really well. Kicked four goals. Yeah. I guess, like a lot of key forwards over the last few years, he got that nice easy one out the back to start off the game. I think if you get one of them, 
that your confidence is up and he showed that um, English is going to be a, a top uh, ruck in the years to come. He's mm. already starting to show signs he looks of good. how good he is. And obviously, oh. McRae did what he does. Caleb normally. Daniel was Caleb the best Daniel game I've seen playing ages. Yeah. yeah. Um, he got outmarked a few times. That was pretty funny, could, yeah. But he was also, he would have been in the top five or six dogs for the game, though. Well, I think he was almost their best on ground. Yeah, I think so, he was really good. No, he was really good. Uh, and they are looking good. I'm, I'm glad the doggies have, have returned to some form and starting to show some bite, pardon the pun. Shaki looks good. Yeah, I think going back to that, 4-2 is pretty good. They had a really spread of goal kickers, which was great. It was nice to see it was that 16 style of football, which was good. Um, yeah, you, you covered it pretty well. I don't think there's too much more to go over. Uh, the Warple v. Bont, I thought was good at times. Um, Warple obviously getting a bit caught out uh, this game. Probably not his best game, but yeah, anyway, it is what it is. What did you think of that? I mean, you're... Yeah, it was tough. I mean, obviously, uh, he's going to get targeted now um, as the, the him and uh, O'Meara as the two prime movers in the midfield for the Hawks. O'Meara's obviously got the, the years of experience behind him to be able to cope with it a little bit better and he's a little bit stronger in the um, the core and the in just his physical um, body. Yeah. Uh, Warple, I think he's smart enough to be able to get around it and Clarko will obviously um, throw throw some pieces together, especially when he gets someone like uh, Dan Howe back into the, the mix. Look, the dogs just went out and just were relentless with their pressure and tackle tackling, and they just took advantage out of the mid the midfield. Their center clearances, I think they were plus twelve or fourteen, or even more maybe, and they just were very clean most of the time going forward. And I think that was the big difference. Uh, yeah, look, it's a funny game AFL, especially when year to year with these rule changes. I don't want to harp on about the rule changes, but some. Some players and some teams just adapt to it much uh, quicker, whether it's because they get an extra three or four weeks in the preseason because they don't play finals, or whether they've got young players that obviously haven't established themselves at the level. I think that's got a lot to do with, I guess, teams like St Kilda and the Dogs doing well at the moment. They've got a lot of young players. That's their first... Um, exposure to AFL so that's really the only rules they know at this level so who knows but look the dogs are great um, they're very very um, humble and, and just very low key about what they do and I think that's their um, their culture that's their spirit I think that's what they've been missing for the last two years I think they tried to play a style and, and have a, a type of culture that wasn't authentic and now that they've got it back I think they're going to be one of those teams that will be thereabouts I had them improving but I think they're going to improve more so than I first thought yeah uh, and the Hawks I think a bit of an aberration I don't reckon this is going to happen too often I, I, I think they're a good side and, and they'll they'll pick up I, I obviously wasn't great but yeah they'll, they'll learn from their mistakes last game uh, Gold Coast v Frio. What a crazy game in the end. Gold Coast winning by go. three points. Okay. Gold Coast over three points. Uh, over three points. Winning by three points over the Dockers. Uh, in the end, 7-19 to 8-10. So obviously, Docker, uh, Dockers' sons being incredibly inaccurate. 7-19 is a, a horrific scoreline. Not ideal. Uh, no, it's not going to win too many no, games. I mean, Sexton kicked 4-5. So he, he he was really on track to kick a bag. So just while we're on him, yeah, wowee, 
He's leading the Coleman. He can play, yeah. He, he's, he's leading the Coleman. No, I know. Who'd yeah. have thought? Who'd have thought? Yeah, he can absolutely play. Um, Swallow, I thought, led from the front. He, he, he looks like the captain that they've always needed. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right, kicked three points, which was not great. But, yeah, he presented fine. Uh, Martin won three. So, this is the thing. Obviously, as I said, they kicked about nine million points had they not um, done that. I mean, they should have won by a long, long way. I thought Fremantle were pretty poor, I'll be honest. Um yeah, I mean, they, they, yeah, they weren't great. Um, well, it's it's one of their flaws that's been around for a long time. Fremantle need to work out how to win away from um, Perth. Yeah, I think it's really showing. I mean, they like they, they dominated look, at home, and then they go away and they lose to Gold Coast. Yeah, so they should have got hammered by the Gold Coast. They should have got hammered, but going on the week previous, they should have gone over there and won this game uh, quite convincingly. So something for. Ross and his team to look into quite seriously, but I, I really like what Stuart Jew's done this year. I think he's got a real simple, straightforward game plan. hasn't overcomplicated, and I think the especially because it's uh, such a young list and a lot of people we don't know, as we've talked about, um, they're just getting it. They're not having to think too much, and I look. I think that was the way he needed to go. So hats off to Stuart Jew. And the playing list, um, it's a good win. Yeah, it's I good. It's good. They should have won by a long way, but but yeah, they bit very inefficient. But yeah, oh, look, that's going to happen with the young side. Um, I thought one encouraging thing was the Gold Coast. They they learnt after a close loss how to win one, and that that was the the biggest takeaway out of this game. Obviously, Fremantle weren't great, and we're not expecting them to be great this year. Uh, obviously, that was a bit surprising seeing them win that much. We need more of a sample size to really talk about Fremantle much, I reckon, at this stage. But Gold Coast, that's probably where they're at. But yeah, look at that. Yeah, they could a bit better than where we thought, definitely. But was... but that said, yeah, look, it was great to see because they obviously had such a close. They should have beaten the Saints. Um, so to come back and then beat Fremantle very late, and it was pretty ironic that you know Collins, the next uh, ex Fremantle Docker player, was the one that took the game saving mark. So yeah, absolutely, isn't it? Bit um, funny, but yeah, Jack Martin looks fantastic. I, I think I nearly gave him the heat check. I, I really like him. Um, yeah. yeah, they've recruited really, really well. The, the young players and and the players that they've brought in from other clubs <laughs> look to have worked initially, and yeah. hopefully that can continue because it would be good to see both teams up in Queensland do well. And like obviously, the the ceiling for both teams is very different. We yeah. Gold Coast can win four or five games, big yeah. win. That's a big tick, and I think they're capable of it, having seen what they've dished out in the first two weeks because they could basically be halfway there. Harbrow is really good. It's probably the best game I've seen him play in a while. Um, yeah, look, we probably won't go too heavily into this because I don't think there's too many fans of either team that really uh, listen no, to this not at really. this point, and we need um, to wrap it up. But they do. I, for yeah. me, um, I like. I like well, there's that too. And I, I agree. I like what you said. It was good to see. The biggest takeaway was that they responded well from a yeah, loss. Hundred percent. They just look really fast too. They look good. Really they actually looked pretty good. good. But there's yeah. like, we've got a plan. We believe in it. It's incredible. Let's but do I, it. I'm amazed. But they it's actually look pretty good. Could yeah. kick straight. Well, who knows what they're capable. Of well, doing, if so. they stop kicking, uh, stop kicking 19 points. Yeah, that they'll they'll actually start to win. Seven majors is, is not great. Um, stats, uh, yeah, look, Suns won all the indicators. They, they just were so inefficient. That's it. Like, 
Um, you know, 26 shots from 67 entries is uh, is not good. No. But that shows that they're building. That's they're good. building. It's At exciting. least again... It's Brisbane of two or three years ago, so maybe in two or three years, the Gold Coast will actually look okay. Yeah. Uh, like, we'll be contending. Contending. So I think and, Brisbane and, are and serious. showing so. this type of form yeah. allows uh, these, these young recruits, especially in the last year, that it could be worthwhile staying there rather than going back to their home state. Yeah, constantly leaving the club. Yeah. Mm. Uh, big thanks to to Home. Check out Beyond the Game TV. Check out the preview episode I'll drop as well. Uh, enjoy the football. Enjoy Thursday night. Uh, it's back on. Take care. Goodbye. I hope your team wins. Yeah. It'd be funny if it's going Everyone's a winner. Yeah. So, yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye.